Welcome and thanks for joining us. Today we'll be talking about how we keep track of our reading and how we pick our next reads. Here with us today are... Megan, I'm in Adult Services. Damon, I'm also in Adult Services. Grace, I'm an Adult Services Librarian. Maeve, I'm from Youth Services. Glenn, I'm the Technology Manager. And Carolyn, I'm the Teen Librarian. How do you keep track of your reading? And how do you manage your to-be-read list? Um, I use Goodreads a lot to keep track. Um, right now I currently have almost 500 books in my to-read list. Um, but as a fun side thing that I started to do this year, I actually went through and wrote down every single title on my to-read list and put it in a giant tub. And when I can't decide what to read, I draw a book from the tub, which is pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Or because I like to cheat, I will make my husband draw the title. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see myself like going around and be like, oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> that is exactly what happens when I draw the names from the top of myself. I'm too moody of a reader. How do you do that? Like, I have to be in the right mood for a certain book. So what if you pick out a book that you're just not in the mood for? Do you allow yourself to put it back or do you read it anyway? I try to start it. Okay. And if I can't get into it, I give myself 50 pages or like an hour of time. If I can't get into it, then I just toss it to the side and try something else. All right. Okay. Totally fair. I also use Goodreads a lot for, for tracking my reading. It just makes it so easy. I have my list, just like Megan was saying, of um, my to-be-read books. This year, I started using Google Peep a lot for um, keeping track of my reading. So with Google Peep, it's like you have different sticky notes you can set up. So I have a sticky note of the books I have currently checked out or a sticky note of books in series that I like the next book in the series. And I have another one with books that are still coming out with the release dates on it. So I, I can visualize it a little bit better and keep track of my progress. I also use Goodreads to track my reading. Um, I try to at least mark books as read when I finish them and give them the rating out of five stars. Sometimes I'll write a review. Um, I also use that to save books to my to-be-read list. And I try to work through that in roughly chronological order. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, I also wanted to mention that Chromane is now on Goodreads. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, Goodreads is a site you can access using a web browser by downloading the Goodreads app on your mobile device. It helps you track what you've read, what you want to read, and see book recommendations and reviews of other people. And we're updating our page regularly with recommendations sourced from staff of all ages, as well as sharing what our four book clubs are reading. Um, you can find us on Goodreads searching for Chrome and Library. I also use Goodreads. <laughs> this is good. surprising. Um, so I do similar to what everyone else does is I'll go through, I'll like add things as I hear about them to my list. And then um, I don't really do much management. Every once in a while I'll go through and get rid of the things that I just know I'm not going to read. Because um, I have a very large to-be-read list. I can there's like a thousand books on there. So <laughs> I should probably just stop adding and actually just start reading. So yeah, so I'll go through my um, my list on there and pick things from there it's in random. I don't go chronologically. I just kind of sometimes I'll go through and see what I can read quickly to get the most off. <laughs> That's about it. So like everybody else, I'm also a Goodreads user. <laughs> yeah, um, I take a slightly different approach because... I let the librarians here at Cremaine pick my next read. <laughs> um, and then I, I usually also go to our digital uh, products like Hoopla, RB Digital, and uh, um, 
overdrive and I look to see what's available too that has good ratings or uh, looks interesting and I'll grab something there if I if I don't have anything on my plate uh, at the moment. Um, I also go to uh, bookstores, independent and corporate bookstores with the Goodreads app on my phone and I'll find books that are out there and scan. It has a scanning function where you can scan the barcode on the book. It'll find it in Goodreads and you can add it to your to be read list. That's why my to be read list is so incredibly large. <laughs> but um, I also use the shelf function. They have different shelves you can customize on Goodreads. So I have different product shelves. So I made one for RB Digital, I made one for Hoopla, I made one for Overdrive and a few others. And when I find the uh, book on a particular service, I, I mark it. So that I can also, like, I want to listen to a book on Overdrive today. I can go through my to-be-read list and find things that are on that service and know I'll get them. So I use the shelf function there to help me track where I'm reading, which app I'm reading the most on. Because um, I'm nerdy that way. <laughs> um, and then <clears throat> I also, on my um, web browser, and I shared this with all of you guys, is I've got an extension on my web browser from libraryextension.com that actually looks through all the library catalogs, including Hoopla, to see if a particular book is available from the library or downloadable service. So I don't have to individually search for things. And it's super easy to use and it's free. So that's how I use it. I am the one lone non-Goodreads user in here. Um, Rebel. I, I tried. I legitimately tried using Goodreads. And then my TBR list just became too overwhelming. And I'm not the kind of person who's like, ooh, I read this book. Let me write up my whole three-page analysis of it and all this kind of stuff. I'm just, it's not me. And even writing was like, nope, this is taking too much time. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't use Goodreads. Um, but what I do is I sit in the teen room for four hours and the books, I swear, they start staring at me and they're like, you know what? You, you said you wanted to read me. You really, really did. So yeah. Um, the books, yeah. Talk to me, I guess. <laughs> so that's how I keep up with my read list. There's a lot of pressure to like keep up with what's new in teen and what the changing, um, genres are, you know, what's big, what's popular. So, um, I guess just sitting in the teen room is all the pressure I need <laughs> to do everything. Um, and then also, like, after I read a book, this is going to sound really weird, but, like, they stand out on the shelf, you know? Like, after you read a book, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you know? And um, so just, like, sometimes I'll just walk around the shelf and be like, oh, yeah, I read that one, and I remember I wanted to read that one. So for me, it's very visual. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm a total weirdo. I just realized this. <laughs> saying this out loud was very weird. This um, is a safe space. <laughs> Mostly we're just all weirdos. Yeah. We're yep. just different flavors of weird. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yeah. I think maybe if I didn't work in a library, I would be a little more like, I have my list of books somewhere. But because they stare at me all day, I don't really feel like I need to. So, yeah. I've been using Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great story. About I do Goodreads. have a great story about Goodreads. Uh, and, and, yeah. 
at a previous library that Glenn and I worked at, um, I was thinking I was doing a favor to all of our patrons by uploading our entire database of books onto Goodreads. So we'd have an online library, much like what we're doing right now. Um, it was, I was about halfway through uploading 50,000 or so records, <laughs> and I got a phone call from Goodreads saying, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, I, I told him, I said, I was trying to upload our library to your, your database, and you know, I'm only adding to your service, really. I mean, I'm doing you a favor, right? And they're like, well, that's great. You need to let us know next time. <laughs> you're crashing their servers. <laughs> <laughs> that's not so much a problem anymore since Amazon bought them, I think. Yes, but. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been using it for quite some time. I do find uh, the feature that when you rate a book and you've got your friends who also read the same book and also rate them, then you can kind of correlate uh, what they're reading. And like, oh, it's kind of interesting. They liked it. So you can kind of use their unsaid recommendations and, and how things flow with your own TBR list. Um, it's, it's fun to kind of see what they're reading and what they enjoyed and what they didn't. And um, obviously our patrons can follow along and watch what we're doing at the same time. I love seeing what my friends are reading and then being able to talk about them, talk to them about it. Like, yeah. That was a five-star book for me. That was three for you. I mean, I was trying to make about <laughs> yeah, that the other day. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you rate that that low? <laughs> I think maybe the harsh critic of books. Oh, I am. <laughs> I think there are only a few that I've given five stars, and I do not mind giving out one stars. So I'm just I like, see, I feel bad. Like, anything like three and below, I feel like I don't even want to add it, because I just feel so bad for the author. <laughs> they see it, and they're so sad. Okay, I did the other day. <clears throat> I had read something, and I was like, I really, I never make comments, but I really wanted to say that, like, the illustrations were just, like, terrible on this. And I was like, mm, but maybe the illustrator would see this, maybe, and I don't want to hurt his feelings. So then I didn't, but I really wanted to. <laughs> I think I'm too nice, probably. I give everything just about a four. Same here. Nope. Really? Lots of fives. Oh, my gosh. If I really like it, it gets a five. If I like it, it gets a four. If I hate it, it gets a three. <laughs> I'm afraid to go lower than three. <laughs> see, my three is my, like baseline like yeah you're you're good like you know there was nothing like terrible with you but like I didn't really love you and then like there's lots of twos and lots of ones mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. no four in it a four would be very like if I have five. to read it again like it yeah. was good I want to read it again yeah and then a five is like oh I have to own this it has to be on my bookshelf I'll read it yeah five exactly. years <laughs> yeah I've created a shelf that the ones fall on it's the if you value your time don't read <laughs> <laughs> So while we are on the topic of new offerings from Chromain, we wanted to share with you a new online ebook service called Scholastic Bookflix that you can access through our website. We've had requests from our community for this service and we're thrilled to be able to provide it. We'll be back with our next topic after this advertisement for Scholastic Bookflix. Hi, my name is Tim Daly, the Digital Resource Trainer, and I'm happy to be talking to you about BookFlix. I'm joined by Patty Bean, who is the editor in charge of BookFlix. Hi, everyone. BookFlix is an online literacy resource that pairs classic, highly engaging, animated storybooks with related nonfiction ebooks. Through BookFlix, Young children ages 2 through 8 
practice early reading skills, and develop essential real-world knowledge. And the learning is fun, so kids love it. Patty, can you describe why children love using BookFlix? Well, in creating BookFlix, we thought a lot about the user experience. The design is bright and fun. We use only the best storybooks to ensure the children are engaged. For example, we have a wonderful animated video of Click Clack Moo, and we paired it with a nonfiction ebook that's titled Let's Visit a Dairy Farm. All of our videos are created by the immensely talented team at Weston Woods, an award-winning studio that's part of our Scholastic family. And all the videos are narrated by amazing talents. Click Clack Moo is read by country music star Randy Travis. Farmer Brown has a problem. His cows like to type. All day long he hears. Click, clack, moo. Click, clack, moo. Clickety, clack, moo. I love that book. We have quite a few famous narrators, such as James Earl Jones, Meryl Streep, Stanley Tucci, Cindy Lauper, and Kathy Bates. Patty, can you please walk our listeners through what it's like for a kid using BookFlix? Sure. The first thing a child sees when they log on is a bright menu with lots of different topics to choose from. It's very visual, so even learning readers can easily find their way around. And as you can hear, the program walks the kids through what they need to do. Watch a video and have some fun. Read a book online. You're still not done. Learn new things and play games, too. Listen to Beacon. He'll tell you what to do. Click on a category or click on the feature to begin. That's our buddy Beacon. He's a little bird who's always there to help out. Nice work. There are nine different categories the children can choose from. There's animals and nature, earth and sky, people and places, ABCs and 123s, adventure, family and community, celebrations, music and rhyme, and imagination. When a child picks a pair, they are invited to watch the story. I should mention that currently we have 135 pairs in BookFlix, and 37 of them are also in Spanish. And you can tell when a Spanish pair is available, you'll see a red icon. To play the Spanish version, click on the blue Spanish button that appears when you open up the storybook or the nonfiction title within that pair. El granjero Brown tiene un problema. A sus vacas les gusta escribir a máquina. We also have a featured pair right on the homepage. That pair is usually chosen based on its timeliness given the seasons, or sometimes it ties into current events. For example, right now we have a featured pair with the storybook Duck on a Bike by David Shannon, and we paired it with the nonfiction title Bicycle Safety since we're at the beginning of summer. Cool. So what's it like when a student opens up a storybook? Once a student picks a storybook, the fun begins. The book springs to life with animations that accompany the story as it's read. Every storybook has captioning with word-by-word -word highlighting as it is read aloud. One day down on the farm, Duck got a wild idea. 
I bet I could ride a bike, he thought. And all of our read-aloud functionality throughout the product is natural voice. And that helps children build word recognition and fluency. At first, he rode very slowly. And he wobbled a lot. And once the child watches the story, what do they do next? Then the child is invited to read the book. Pages can be turned by clicking on the appropriate button or by swiping if they are on an iPad. The read aloud option can be activated so that the text in the ebook is read aloud in natural voice with word by word highlighting. Safe riding. Riding a bicycle is fun. It also keeps your body healthy. Also, key vocabulary words are highlighted in yellow. If you place the cursor on that highlighted that right word, for it will display the definition. It should have reflectors and a bell or a horn. There's a little ear icon that you can click to hear the pronunciation. Reflectors. Shiny surfaces that reflect or bounce back light. And this helps kids build their vocabulary. My favorite part of the program are the puzzlers, those education games that help teach sequencing, vocabulary, and the difference between fact and fiction. Every unit has at least two games, but some have three. I also love the vetted web links to related websites. We have anywhere from five to eight safe web links that are hand-chosen by our Scholastic editors for each unit. We also have a section on the author and illustrator of the storybook so that kids can learn about the people who created the books. And for the parent or homeschooler, we offer a comprehensive lesson plan for every pair. Within the lesson plan are tips to reinforce the learning. Patty, can you think of anything else we should share about BookFlix? I think that covers the basics. So I'd like to invite our listeners to go to scholastic.com forward slash digital and click on the BookFlix tab. There you'll find the schedule for our live online tutorials, recorded video, as well as marketing materials that show you every pair in BookFlix and much more. Thanks, Patty, for giving us a behind-the-scenes look at BookFlix. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. questions about using BookFlix, we encourage you to get in touch with us. Now that we've covered how we track our reading, let's talk about how we choose our next reads. How do you pick what to read next, and how do you help someone find their next read? Well, I choose for myself um, by using a lot of different sources. Uh, Goodreads, obviously, as we've talked about extensively. Um, I always am looking to see what my friends are reading. I'm looking to see what's popular in general on the site, but I also use a lot of other sites um, like NetGalley where they do um, advanced reader copies um, for your ebook. Um, but I also use Buzzfeed of all places. They often have good book lists, um, Book Riot and even Amazon. Um, when I choose for other people, I pretty much do the same thing. I scan around and see what I can find that's similar. I ask them what kind of authors they already like and I try to find similar authors or if they have read part of a series then I try to get them to at least finish the series. So I, it's just kind of the same either way. A lot of digging around trying to find similar things. For me, I mentioned that I try to work through my to-be-read list um, from oldest to newest, but really how it works out is I'll place like a whole bunch of holds on many, many things that I want to read through our library network or through OverDrive and just read whatever comes in first um, in that order. 
um, in terms of helping others, a tool that I like to use a lot is novelist. Um, mm -hmm. If we can narrow down a genre or an author or even some qualities of a book um, that someone liked, we can use it to find similar reads. And I find that especially helpful um, for making recommendations outside of genres um, that I'm familiar with, um, which you can also access with your Chromate card. But that's a big one for me when I get patron questions. Um, especially things, you know, like sci-fi, things that I'm not super familiar with. I'll definitely turn to that source and go off of um, some things that they've already enjoyed. I do something similar, especially we get pretty specific requests mm -hmm. in, in youth. Um, so we'll do, I'll do a Goodreads that have like the similar reads. Mm -hmm. I'll look at that and then I'll kind of go in this like tunnel of like, oh, similar read of this, similar read of that, similar mm -hmm. read of this. And then um, I also use Novelist. And then sometimes if I'm really desperate, I'll go on Amazon and they'll have like people who purchase these also like these. And then I'll kind of go through the similar process like, okay, put this book in Goodreads and not, and it's, and usually we'll find like some stuff. I know Heather actually, um, she got me to start doing this, but when you talk to somebody, I'll like go around and start finding books and pulling them and I'll just get a whole stack and be like, here, take a look through these. That's what I do. And I think it's really nice because then... I feel like there's not the pressure of me like standing over somebody mm -hmm. to make a decision. Um, and then if they don't like something, they can just leave it there. Yeah. And then I know, okay, next time, maybe that's not like what they like or anything. I like also that. really like that because you get to see their body language. You can tell so much about what a person is interested in just by the way, like, um, I'll, I'll actually creepily watch them kind of read <laughs> <laughs> um, just to see like, you know, what, facial expressions happen or like little um yeah or they'll or yeah. they'll read it like they'll be looking at it longer yeah. or they'll start reading it you know they'll like you yeah. were mentioning like your 50 page limit they'll start like reading it instead of going to the next thing on the pile exactly like, so crazy. and then you know oh yeah boom, you're like, win, that, that let's try other things like that yeah <laughs> and also um like you can really tell when somebody doesn't like it that they become kind of shut down in a way, like, they become actually defensive. They use a lot of, like, defensive body language, which has just been fascinating to me to watch. But I love it when, you know, you just, like, hit a book and a patron is just really excited about it. Like, Marie Kondo <laughs> says it's, like, this clean, like, you know, ting, kind of like you you just, you have to, um, I wish you guys could see my body language right now. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, there's basically, there's something, like, physical that happens and it, like, really lights you up and that's. That's the moment happy. I live for. They yeah. That's, that's what we want. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, but then, so for myself, um, I don't really do that at all just because there's so many options that I can easily find. And, like, I don't really – I read so many different things that I, I'm not looking for something very specific. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the year, I'll, like, look at my to-be-read list, and I'll usually, like, pick for categories, and I'll work off that. So if I'm ever stuck on that, I'll just go to those lists – like, I have adult nonfiction and adult fiction and then youth and teen nonfiction and youth and teen fiction. And I'll, like, work something out there. And depending on how I feel, I can use it. I'm like, I want something, you know, like, quick, general look at some, like, the children's chapter books because those don't take me that long to read. Um, so I'll look at those lists first. And then I think we mentioned Goodreads, like, looking through what other people have read. If a lot of people have read something and they've given it a lot of high stars, I'll be like, okay, that's something I should check out. Um and then I guess I also, like, read the reviews for new things that are coming out from school library journals. So I'm 
seeing what's coming out that's new that I should read too. We definitely, as librarians, have an advantage there. We get to see like all of the really cool, highly rated stuff before they even hit the shelves. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. So that's usually what I do to figure out what I want to read because I don't, I don't, I don't. I think you mentioned you like to read like things based off of moods, but mm-hmm. I'm generally reading like four things at a time. So chances are something <laughs> is hitting one of the moods that I'm yep. feeling. So. Yep. Now for me, it's like when I'm stressed out, I have to go for cheesy romances. I love them when I'm stressed out because they are predictable and you really don't have to think a lot. And then sometimes I'll be in a mood to read something, you know, completely just dark and creepy and usually around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but I like I will read a, one genre for a really, really long time and then I can't touch it for another three years. <laughs> For me, I rely really heavily on my friends for um, what to read next. Friends, other librarians too. Um, I take other people's recommendations really seriously and I try to get through those books. Sometimes it doesn't happen for a while, but um, yeah, I've got one friend in particular that reads like 10 times as much as I do. It's nonstop reading. So I'll go on her Goodreads page and see what she rated high and um, she shelves them all meticulously. Like I can see like, all right, this is for young adults in fantasy, she rated a, a five, and it's um, this world and whatever, so I can just click on those shelves and get there. Um, I also use Book Riot, which is a free service you can sign up for. There's a website you can just go on without signing up. Um, they have different topics and book lists, especially on there, that you can read through to get ideas of either things coming out soon or recently released or books around a certain topic. When it comes to helping other people, um, like some of the others were saying, Goodreads, of course, is a big one for me. Um, but also Novelist, too. I don't think anybody mentioned in Novelist, I like using the um, the title read-alike button mm-hmm. on there, which you can do in Goodreads as well. But there's in Novelist, you can either search by like genre or by author's name. You can even do an author read-alike. So like, if you like this author, you'll probably like these 10 authors. Mm-hmm. And then it'll even say, like you'll like them for this reason, because they are good with character development or world building or whatever. Um, and so I rely a lot on that, especially for genres I don't read a lot myself, because I still want to give an informed um, book choice to the, the person who's asking for help. I should add, too, that I also use the site Fantastic Fiction oh, yes. every day at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look up a certain author that you really like, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page underneath all of their books in order, you will see authors that are similar. So I use that pretty much every day when I'm making recommendations. If somebody has read all of James Patterson and all 800,000 of his books, um, (laughs) then I help them find other authors that are like James Patterson. So it's pretty cool. And I should have mentioned that at the start. But it is fantastic fiction. It's another free site that we use all the time. It's so good. Megan, is uh, fantastic, is that a a British website? It is. Okay, so Um, But they have... All the good American authors okay. and the bad ones too. Okay. <laughs> so if you like, if you're an Anglophile, is that also a good place yes. for those? Okay. Yes, and they've actually started adding a lot of teen authors. Um, I guess I should say authors that write teen fiction. Um, so that's been helpful too. And they even have an adult version of the site where, if you liked Fifty Shades of Grey, you can find other things that are like Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Very interesting, didn't know that. Um, in addition to what I've already talked about, I tend to also rely on my friends. I mean, I, I rely on you guys, my colleagues, but my friends outside of the library, I try to have a diverse group of friends. So they read very differently from me. They're very different kinds of people than me. So 
they recommend stuff that I would never look at twice. And uh, if they highly recommend it, I'll pick it up be just because of who they are. So the real life interactions come into play too for me. Um, also, some of the other organizations I'm involved with, um, particularly the Metro Detroit Book and Author Society, uh, they have four authors coming this fall on Monday, May 21st, October 21st. Um, and they've got a really great lineup. So I read those picks too. So they've got Deborah Blum coming to talk about the poisoner uh, the uh, Poison Squad, one chemist's single-minded crusade for food safety at the turn of the 20th century. And that tickles my bachelors of chemistry <laughs> nerd uh, side. Um, they also have, and I heard her on NPR, which is another source of books that I, I get. Um, Bridget Davis, and she's talking about the World According to Fanny Davis, My Mother's Life in the Detroit Numbers. And uh, they also picked, they have Susan Isaacs coming. Um, she's got a new novel out called Takes One to No One. And finally, uh, the other book, James, um, I'm not going to um, butcher his last name, um, but his book is entitled Audience of One, Donald Trump, Television and the F Fracturing of America. And that one's kind of hard for me to get into because I'm not so into political reading. But because it's on this list, I'll read it. And that's just because I'm on that board of that organization. So my work plus other organizations tends to flavor what I read. I think that's true of you, too. You're on different... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm reading for the Thumbs Up Committee, which is young adult. So I'm reading a lot of young adult books that have all been published in 2019 specifically. It's a lot. It's a long list. It is. <laughs> I've seen the list, Maeve. That's, it's a lot. It is. But it's good. It's good. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in going to see those authors I just mentioned, tickets are on sale. Bookandauthor.org. Also, I have to throw this out there. Does anybody else ever pick a book just based on its cover? Yes. 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 You see a book with like a really beautiful cover and you're like, okay, yes. I'm just going to go for it. That's how I felt about Shannon McGuire's um, Wayward Children series. The first book, I can't remember the title. I think it's Every Heart a Doorway. Mm -hmm. um, I picked it up solely based on the cover because it looks awesome. And it's a small book. So I was like, well, I'm not going to waste too much time if it's a terrible book. And I picked it up, and it is definitely one of my all-time favorite series. And sometimes the displays the adult services librarians do here at Cromaine draw me in. Some of, some of the ones that you have at the end caps of our, our shelves, really pretty cool. So I'll grab something off of there, too. I have a lot of fun making those displays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Summarize what we've talked about. Our staff use a lot of different tactics to track what they've read and would like to read, including Goodreads, Google Docs, and Google Keep. Suggestions for picking your next title include following your mood, working your way through physical files, using recommendations from friends, book lists, journals, asking questions, creating a tub of titles, <laughs> reading chronologically, and using novelists. Every reader is different, and it might take some experimentation to find what works for you. Did we talk about Google Docs and Google Keep at all? I talked about Google Keep. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right.
Um, one other thing we wanted to throw out there, um, we just recently opened up registration for our fall programs, um, and there are some really exciting ones that still have openings available. Did you guys have any you wanted to mention for youth, tween, teen? Oh, sure. So for youth, we have um, our story times. Little bookworms and little learners still have space as of right now. We have our sensory story time with Miss Marta. And then we have a bunch of um, kind of like K through K through 4 for Passport Pals, American Girl Book Club, Homeschool Discovery Club, and Homeschool Book Club. And then we have our Ed Emberley party and our Sesame Street party. And then we have a bunch of stuff for tween going on. Miss Heather has her programs. There's the Star Wars Night, Craft Wars. There's going to be an Oreo Taste Test Challenge. She'll be doing some painting things. And then there's a Wings of Fire Party and a Bad Art Night, which all sound really fun. It's really fun. Oh, I love seeing the stuff that they make in Bad Art Night. <laughs> oh, right. It's <laughs> like the best. Um, so teen, um, TAB stands for Teen Advisory Board, and we do have a lot of readers that come to TAB. So if you're looking for a good recommendation, um, teens in particular, like this is the place to go because they are just fonts of information. And um, super nice. And they're super yeah. nice, yes. <laughs> um, all right, so we're starting a D&D club uh, this year. So we were very, very sad that... Um, one of our favorite stores closed. So we're doing a D&D club to try to fill that hole. And we are so excited about it because we have a bunch of teens who are going to DM D&D. Uh, &D, so that's going to be a blast. Uh, we have a musical club because Heartland is very into musicals. And so I get to introduce you to all of these awesome musicals that you may not have heard about. And then you can totally um, fangirl with all of the musicals you have heard. And then uh, Brain Break is basically just... Um, I don't know, giving your poor brain a break after school. And yeah, so we're, we're doing a bad art night for that as well. Just to like no pressure kind of things. Um, and then the coolest thing I think that's happening is we're doing a VR Fridays every other Friday and we have Beat Saber and it's going to be totally awesome. It's in, um, it's actually in this room that we're recording in. So yeah, it's going to be an absolute class. So I'm really excited about that one. But I'm also really excited about Christy Robinette and Ghost Hunters coming because, yeah, I need I need more fodder for the Haunted History Tours. <laughs> yes, in the adult department, we have a spooky series, including um, Psychic Christy Robinette, um, the Southeast Michigan Ghost Hunters, um, and then Michigan's Most Dangerous Women um, with Tobin Buke. So those are... Um, Three programs we'll be offering in the coming months that will kind of fill that Halloween spooky vibe you may or may not be feeling. Um, we definitely <laughs> are. Um, and then we've also got um, Chromian Cares American Red Cross Blood Drive coming up. Um, so you can register online. There's a link in our event calendar to get to that. Another one with the fall programming is in November we have... Um, Dr. Sumner coming, and he will be doing a program on his book that is called Michigan POW Camps in World War II, and we'll actually be holding that off-site at the Heartland Senior Center. Um, there's a lot of spots open right now, so just check out our website for more information. Um, we've also got a couple of all-ages programs, including a 90s throwback night coming <laughs> up um, in November. Um, and Carolyn's Haunted History Tours. Mm -hmm. So give us a call, go to our website to sign up for those. Thanks so much for listening. We hope 
Some of the tools and tricks discussed today will be helpful to you. As always, feel free to reach out with questions, and we would love to hear your suggestions for future podcast topics. Have a good one.